Hello and welcome to the Soccer Coach Weekly Podcast with me, Steph Ferber. Thank you for joining us as we get insights and ideas from coaches working across the game to help you develop into the coach you want to be. This episode, I speak to Ross White, lead professional development phase coach at Sutton United. Having coached at QPR and Aldershot Town, Ross joined Sutton a little over a year ago. A UEFA A licensed coach, Ross is in charge of the under 18s team, which is the final step before senior football at Sutton United. In this pre season, he's working on developing what he calls a championship mentality or a championship culture among his players. I caught up with him to talk about what that looks like and how he's gone about doing it. But first, he told me a bit more about his career. I started obviously off playing. Um, I played at a decent level, but I, I suffered with um, injuries quite young, around 2021. So I got into coaching quite early, um, which now I probably sort of see as a bit of a blessing. Um, yeah, so I've done, I've done my badges. So I've done from level one up to my A-licence. Um, a few clubs I've sort of been coaching at. I started off at, when I got my B-licence, went to QPR. I was there for three, three seasons, done the sort of 14s, 15s and 16s. Um, which was a great experience. Um, I was under Chris, Ramsey, uh, Chris Ramsey's wing um, and his philosophy, uh, which massively helped me, obviously, just starting off my coaching career, which was, which, which was brilliant. Uh, then I went to, I got offered to do the under-23s at Aldershot Town um, in the National League, um, which was a, a, a great challenge. Met some great people there. A um, bit of a different challenge in terms of what I was working with, the younger age groups, working now with... Um, players close to the first team and in and around that and dealing with different mentalities, different experiences, but again, learnt loads from that. And then I got offered to go come to Sutton, Sutton United, um, in the transition of them moving from the National League into League Two, uh, which is brilliant because I, I live about 10, 15 minutes away from Sutton United and um, I actually used to play for them once upon a time. Um, so it's sort of like, it's been good because it's, it's like a, a loop of the circle now and I sort of I'm, I'm really happy in terms of where I'm at I'm working with great people um, some all different experiences and uh, Sutton United just obviously getting their cat free status um, it's been exciting times over the last last 12 months and um, yeah looking forward to starting the season in the next few weeks Thanks Ross so what um, tell us a bit more I guess about the scope of your role at Sutton so yeah, so I'm the lead PDP um, coach at Sutton United. So I do I lead the under 18s, which is obviously the the scholar boys. Um, we don't have a 23s, so the 18s are the next one down from the first team, which it is a jump. Um, but my job is obviously we're in, we're in full time. The boys boys are in full time, and my job is basically to prepare, uh, prepare them uh, to become professional footballers and get a contract with the first team. So. That's in terms of technical, tactical, um, try to build them with experience. So when they do go into the first team, they've they've got the best chance for themselves. You've led us really nicely then onto um, the championship mentality thing, because I know that's something you're, you're creating with that group. So I guess first question is just really simply for you, what is a championship mentality? I think for me, um, the reason the reason probably why we're speaking about it is probably because we're in a pre-season stage at the moment. And I think probably you'll find a lot of clubs are doing a similar thing. Um, so we wanted to do our own thing um, 
me and my um, the guy I work with being Palmer, we've looked at what we can do off the pitch um, and how important off the pitch stuff relates to on the pitch. Um, so we we built um, well we start we put a presentation together about um, like building a championship culture. Now I think everyone has different opinions on this and people do things different ways and I don't think there's a, a right or wrong way. Um, but we, we, we give it a go and what we think um, are the attributes to sort of build that culture. And I mean, we, we started, um, one of the things we did start with um, before sort of going into um, the presentation was we, we got the scholar boys to have a couple of days to think about a few questions and they basically come back to us and, and not presented it, but spent a couple of minutes speaking in front of the group about them as players. Um, so one of them was, what, what does it mean to play for Sutton United at, at the level we're at? Um, what does it mean to be successful? What does success look like? And, and what is their motivation? Which actually like started off the thinking for the players because then they start to, some boys were a little closed off, some boys really opened up. And, and for, for me as a coach, I've got to really know like a little bit more detail around the, the person instead of the player. So we've, we've had, um, we've obviously had first years come up from, we've had uh, quite a few boys from sort of Cat One clubs who have come from Southamptons, Fulham's, Charlton's. Um, so it's really important that I get to know these players early on. And I think as soon as you, you're interested in a person, I think the relationship starts to build um, between coach and player. And I think it, like we, we, we're with these boys every day. Like I'll probably see, my wife won't, she'll probably back me up saying this, but I'll probably see these players more than I see my family at the moment. And I think like to sort of create that sort of family um, like culture around, around the 18s, I think it's been brilliant in terms of, what goes on to the pitch. Um, but that's how, that's how we started off the presentation. Um, again, we've got a few things we've put into it, but I don't think it can be just sort of put in a presentation and then you've created it. I think it needs to then be backed up with what you're doing day in, day out and, and the process of how you're doing things. And again, that can be different ways, but I think it needs to be consistent in what you're doing. I think that eventually builds a culture. Now, in six months' time, I'd like to think we're getting successes in 18s. And I think I would like to think that doing this and building this and being consistent with this will, will then show us we've, we've sort of done it. We've sort of gone the right way with it. So, but we'll see. Maybe if we have a conversation in six months, size, I can tell if it works or not. So I think give us some examples of you kind of, um, yeah, some of the things you're doing. I know you've got some non-negotiables that you've worked out. What <clears throat> what are some of those things? Yeah, for, for I mean, for us, we, we spoke about... Um, I think if we come at it to the players as we're setting these rules, I think their rules are there to be broken. And I don't think, I think it's quite a tough one to sort of keep that mentality in place. So we, we looked at from a coach's perspective, like we set three non-negotiables um, that me and the coach were strongly believing and what we believe in at Sutton United all the way through the academy. So we, we put them free in um, and then we actually got, we've got, we created obviously a leadership team that was led by our skipper. So he took a couple of players and he built a, his own small leadership team that then put their non-negotiables from what the players thought was the right thing to do. Now, I think as soon as you do that, I think it's their rules. And I think they're, they're more likely to focus on staying in them boundaries from them rules. 
so yeah, so we've got we've got it up, we've got it on a template now. Um, they've got ten, we've got three, and it, I think if we can go by that consistently day by day, I think we will be successful in terms of not just football and winning games, but like I think, I mean, the boys are with us to two to three years, and hopefully, like if they don't become professional footballers, they'll get a lot out of the experience at Sutton and I know it's cliche to say, but they'll become better people and wherever they move on to, if it's going into work, university, like they'll learn from experiences, what they've done over the last past, past couple of years. So that's the idea of it, but to give them responsibility and management of their rules, I think will work a lot better than me micromanaging it and saying, these are the rules, stick in it. Yeah. In terms of that management point, I guess is the idea maybe with this little leadership group that if they see maybe someone's not behaving necessarily how they'd agreed they would behave. They kind of hold them accountable and have conversations around that. Yeah, no, I think, I think the leadership group is, is massively important. Um, and it's a, I think it's quite a good way for, for me to manage the group. So if there's a problem in the change room, um, I challenge the skipper and the leadership group to, to, to fix the problem. Again, I think that falls back into like their development off the pitch there's going to be situations where they will struggle and I, I will help them try to fix it but there's sometimes we'll have to step in in terms of being being coaches and that, that's not a problem uh, but like I said if they've got a leadership group they will set the standards and they will tack, they will sort of part the small fires if they happen so that, that was the whole idea of it. So when you're thinking then I guess about training sessions match days and kind of planning for those how do you go about making sure that you're kind of weaving in this mentality into, into everything that you do? Yeah, no, of course. Uh, um, again, I don't think there's a right or wrong way. This is the way we do it. I, we had a conversation between the coaches um, and my staff around, like I said, I'm really uh, keen on that. This is not just a presentation and you build it. It needs to be consistently sort of drip, um, like dripped in in terms of eating around uh, when we're having lunch. It's the simple things of pushing your chair back in I know that you probably coaches heard it all the time but making sure it's left spotless better than better than where we we found it little things like that I think again we challenge our players to make sure that they stay on point with stuff like that and I think if we even like timekeeping if we have meetings like being five minutes early for a meeting like making sure that you're not letting your teammates down by your one one minute late because I, I sort of reference that if, if you can't even get to a meeting on time like as, a, as a footballer like how are you supposed to rely on that person on the pitch and we sort of like relate always relate it to football and I think the way we're coaching as well um, we're, we're tough on our boys um, but that you, you, that does come with earning their respect first but we we, we ask a lot of them because we, we know that we know the facts of the game of, of these young men being footballers and the percentages that are low and what we don't want to do is let anyone sort of ride through the couple of years and then after a couple of years part ways and then go I sort of wasted it so we have to drive it every day and there's points there is points where they slip up oh, I think that'll be at any academy any under 18s because they're 16 17 year olds like we've got to sort of be realistic in terms of where that they're not all going to be point perfect um, but that's the great challenge of the coach can, can you can you lead that group into like I said being successful off the pitch and on the pitch and in terms of being tough on them, I've you know I've spoken to quite a few coaches that say they find that really challenging. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, say I find that the most challenging part of the role when you do have to be 
tough um have you gone a bit on a bit of a journey with kind of being able to be to be tough on your players and you've got any tips on coaches for coaches when they do have to have difficult conversations or maybe make tough decisions um I think it comes with the job making the tough decisions and we've had uh, working in academy and coaches in academies will, will when it comes to retain release like they're always horrible conversations um I think I think like what I would say personally is like like I sort of touched on at the start about just having to know the player. Don't just know him as a, as a footballer, know him as a person. Know like what they like to do outside football and um, build a relationship. Because um, I think with that, I think you then know how to manage a player because you've got players that will learn differently and players will take uh, responsibility on differently and they will react differently with what you say to them. Now, again, this is probably been a, a coaches do a lot of the time. If you know your player, if you have someone that takes criticism well and you can be a bit bit strong on him because he reacts to it well that that's that's your relationship and I think as long as the respect's there between the, the player and the coach I think it works but other players where you might have to put your arm around them and and go to a slightly different route with it because that's the person so I think it's really important that you know in the, the person and the player I think I think that's probably key for me and I think that's what we're big on in terms of the, the challenges we're doing all week in terms of uh, we went we just went on a, a sort of three day training camp and a lot of it was obviously obviously on the pitch but we've done a lot of um, challenges off the pitch and it was literally just nothing to do with football just to get to know the players and I think that I think that's a massive massive part for me and yeah I guess focusing more on the players when they were you know coming up with some of their um, non-negotiables or you know presenting those was there anything that surprised you about some of the things that they that they spoke about um, I wouldn't say surprised me I think they're probably the the one the basic ones that you would hear if you probably were to ask any sort of 16 17 year old um, the skipper showed me first um, I challenged a couple of them um, and mate, what I don't want to do is again go straight into like oh no to put this in because it becomes my rules and I don't want it to become my rules I want it to be the players rules um, but I try I ask questions more to him around just to try and get that thinking going and about trying to be not different for, for no reason but like try and think out of the box a little bit and I want them to understand like how important these non-negotiables are uh, because a lot of them probably haven't I don't obviously they're coming from school, so I don't think they'd probably be obviously you have you have rules at school, but for them to actually think about what the standards mean to them, they probably haven't done it before. So I wouldn't say they surprise me, but just trying to get them thinking in a different way. But again, the most important thing is about being consistent around what we're doing and sometimes just reminding them that that remember the rule you put in. And I think as soon as you put it back onto them. I think you'll get more, more of a better and positive reaction. I think as well, and it's a really positive change, but obviously the, you know, building a culture has really grown in, in football and obviously the whole nature of, of the game has changed and coaches and teams like you are really focusing on that. You, you kind of said thinking outside of the box. What do you think, you know, if, if everyone's kind of working on building a culture, what are some of the differentiators going to be? And is it kind of going to be a bit of a battle of the, of the cultures? Um, well, like I said at the start, I don't think there's a right or wrong way. And 
I don't think it's just the culture. I think culture is very important, and, and and I can I can hold my hands up like I'm still learning as well. I think like it'd, it'd be it'd be poor for me to say that I've got this championship culture because I haven't. Like it's 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 my development as well. Um, I enjoy the challenge of it, and I I enjoy I enjoy the hard times of it as well. In a, in a like an awkward way, like I like the challenge because I know it's testing me as a coach, and I think that will only benefit my career um, wherever I decide to go. Um, and we've had, we've, we've had a couple of them and I'm, I'm quite happy to say that because like I said, I think the, the age bracket, I'm not putting a, a bad look on that age bracket, but 16, 17, you know, I was like, I know what I was doing at 16, 17. And I think that like, I can, I can laugh about it and I can relate to the boys with it. And I think that's also important um, if I relate with them, but, I don't know. I, I don't. I can't really answer that because I, I think, like I said, uh, right? If I say that I'm building a championship culture, I'm doing what I think is best for my group of players and understanding individuals, and hopefully it will be successful. And I think um, it comes down to the values of, of the person um, and of the team because they're they're important. And I and I do truly be- believe that if we stick to these and we stay consistent with these, it will just unconsciously build into the person, and I think they will be successful might not be just on on the pitch but off the pitch as well in terms of what they do after the two years and um I suppose what's the plan with is it with going forward is it something you're going to review at the end of every season kind of see how you might shape the values a bit more see what's worked see what hasn't see what the development's been yeah of course um I'm a big one on on sort of fail fail fast if I'm honest um again another cliche saying but I I, I review after probably three months I said to the boys in the presentation, this is not just a presentation. We do it at the start of pre-season and we sort of forget about it. I said, if the standards are not met, it's three months time, we'll go through this again. We'll go at a slightly different way. And it's it's just about trying and testing. Think you might go, yeah, that works. I'll keep that for next season. All right, that doesn't work. I don't get what I wanted out of that. And I'll take that out. Um, and I also think the new players that come in next year might react differently to what works and what doesn't work. So you've always got to be moving. You've always got to be thinking outside the box and just take it from experience. And there'll be coaches listening to this, I guess, coaching in um, scenarios like yours, but there'll be grassroots coaches, coaches of all different levels. Um, obviously, you know, the approach differs between, between what, you know, what level you're coaching at. But are there ways, I guess, coaches can take the principles of, getting everybody involved to kind of create a set of values and a culture, what whatever level they're working at. And do you think that's a good idea? I think it's a great idea. I think, like I said, if you go to the meaning behind it, it's, it's to create better people. And there's, I don't think there's no negative in that. I think I think you're doing it in an honest way and you have values. And, and you. I think the biggest thing is to get the team to buy into the values. Like I said, I'm quite clear on don't just set rules because we'll set up some they're there to be broken as well and I think I think you can do it at any level it's again it's just how detailed you, you want to go with it um but I think if you do it off the pitch I think you're not let's say you'll get more success on the pitch I just think your values on the pitch and you'll start to see the hard work the teamwork um backing teammates up because of the values off the pitch and um for you as the coach, how important is it for you to, uh, I guess, role model the, all the values and, um, yeah, live them yourself for, for your players to see? Yeah, I, th- I think it doesn't work if, if, if you don't live by them. Um, I'm quite happy to say, like, the, the, three, the three sort of, like, non-negotiables that we've asked as players, as, sorry, as coaching staff is, one is relentless effort. Um, that's, that's more like whatever we're doing 
we'll go as hard as we can. We'll train as hard as we can. And and knowing that players will make mistakes like that, but they leave everything out of there. And, and, and I want them to be okay with that. I want them to be okay with that. I've gone as hard as I can. I made a mistake. And that's not me just from the sideline getting into him because he's made a mistake. I want them to know that the trust is there to go, go on, go for it. We make a mistake, we'll look at it. Now that doesn't mean if you keep making the same mistake, we could then got to look at it. But knowing that relentless effort, go as hard as you can, knowing that mistakes will happen, but we've got each other's back, it's not a problem. The second one we've got is, is competitive excellence. I think any club will have that. I've asked my boys to, to be the hardest working team in, in our league, on and off the ball. And if we didn't get the result we wanted, if I can come off and say, do you know what, you outworked them, I, I can take that. And, and that, again, I think that works off the pitch as well. And the last one being sort of like power of the unit, whatever, whatever that means to you. Like that for me, that means it's that sort of family based sort of like, like I said earlier, if you're on a pitch and you're backing your teammates up, you're working for each other. If, if a teammate is down because he's made a mistake, it's building back up. Uh, it's creating, like I said, that you'd like to think that championship culture. So they're the three non-negotiables I ask the players to do um, and to stick it, stick with. And it's not going to come after a week, two weeks, three weeks of pre-season. It's for me and my coaches to make sure that we're consistent with the messages in training, in games, off the pitch. Um, that's where I think we'll build it. So final question then, Ross, is for, for any coaches listening, if they would want to kind of go away and, and think about building something like this with, with their teams or their squads, what would your initial advice be to them? Uh, for, for me, just get to know your players. It's so simple, like simplicity, like get to know your players. Don't just see them as football players, as human beings. They like other stuff and they and they, they like other sports and they've got brothers and sisters and you just have conversations around different things instead of every time they see it, it's always about football. I think just in general, that builds a better relationship. And I think if you build the relationship, all of a sudden players want to play for you because they know that interest, they know that you're interested in them instead of being like a robot on the pitch. So that's, that's for me getting to know the players. And I'm sure a lot of coaches do do that. Um, I don't think that's, you know I mean, that's just come out. I think a lot of coaches do know how important that is um, but for me building this um, that's what I found works the best that was the voice of Ross White thanks to Ross for his time and thanks to you for listening to the Soccer Coach Weekly podcast for more from us join us again next time or visit soccercoachweekly.net for practice plans advice interviews and much more I'm Steph Fairbairn see you again soon